LinkedIn, wherever you are, we're alive again. Strap in, it's Thursday. Don't worry. It's a short week. It's been four days. We'll get there together. But just to keep you going a little bit longer, you're going to enjoy this lunch. I promise. It'll be worth it. Put down that pret sandwich for one second. I know I keep talking about pret sandwich, but they are good, aren't they? What are you, a ham hock? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a chicken Caesar guy. Anyways, I gotta calm down because it's 14 seconds. And we've gotta talk, we've gotta find out what's coming up. Well, you'll find out in five seconds, I promise. Okay, three, two, one. Hello everyone, I am Stephen Drew and I'm joined here by a real guest, an actual social content creator, perhaps the king of YouTube. So for you free followers who are looking on my live stream now, Tom Rantry's got 20,000 over here. So I've already said his name. This is a terrible introduction. I should practice this more. But Tom, who I'm joined with, and I'll put a little round of applause. Tom is an architectural professional. No, he you. is talented. And do you know how I know that? Because I actually work in the same place as Tom, right? And we got, we got a few cheeky drinks at the staff Chris Summer party. And trust me, if he wasn't talented, he'd be having his P45 right now. So he is talented on that. And somehow, like Clark Kent, he manages to do a YouTube channel as well. So I've scheduled this podcast. And the secret agenda is I'm going to be learning and writing notes as well. But without further ado... Tom Roundtree, how are you, my friend? You all right? Wow, what an introduction that was. <laughs> that was amazing. I also and love the little countdown and your, your little chicken Caesar salad. Oh, love yeah? Do you, like, do you like that? <laughs> well, I've got a few tricks yeah, up my great. sleeve and you can critique me as part of Go it. On. So I've got some memes, you know? I've got yep. like, um, so where's, I'll find a fitting meme for at the moment. So... This is me doing a bit of work at home at EPR at the moment. Sorry, Chris Castle. <laughs> if you're watching, I promise I will do work after this live stream. But more importantly, what else have I got here? I've got a few other memes as well. I've got an architectural meme, Tom, you know? Yeah. Is this what architecture's yeah. about? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'd, well, uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe, 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 maybe. not, right? <laughs> if, if you are working on um, toilet schedules um, for the rest of your life, you might want to move elsewhere. But potentially. Tom, potentially, yeah, yeah. So I digress. I've got to get in, I've got to get in presenter mode. I've got to start interviewing you because you are, in my opinion, probably one of the biggest YouTube channels, at least in the UK, one of the biggest in the world in terms of architecture. And it's very hard, I would imagine, building an architectural YouTube channel as well. But maybe before you give us a few juicy nuggets, if you want, I'd appreciate it. I got my, I'm writing the notes here. But before we do that, maybe you can tell us what on earth were you thinking when you went on this big quest to build this YouTube channel and produce content as you do at the moment? Well, it's actually uh, an interesting story. You probably won't have heard this story from me before, but I actually started YouTube based on fitness and bodybuilding. So back in the day, back five years ago, when I started this YouTube channel, I was heavily into the fitness space and into bodybuilding. Right. It was my obsession. It took over my life. And so I thought I'd watched a couple of YouTubers at the time. I really enjoyed YouTube at the time. 
And yeah. so I thought I'd just dive into the YouTube space, film my training, film my life, all that good stuff. Um, and basically, I said, after I did the first video, I got the bug, wanted to do more, did more and more and more. And then it got to a point where I was like, right, let's be consistent with this and let's just try and make something out of this and see what happens. So for two years straight, I was doing videos once a week based mm. on fitness, based on my training, based on my eating, my routine, all that good stuff. Until obviously architecture started to take over my life completely. And yeah. um, so it got to a point where all my spare time was spent in the studio. And so I thought, well, I've got to make a video. So why don't I just film myself in the studio? So I filmed myself in the studio, got a, uh, the, the day in the life of an architecture student um, and it went viral. And at that moment, I was a bit like, okay, so obviously at the time there wasn't necessarily architecture students vlogging or posting yeah. content at the time. I think a couple of years ago, it was very similar for most students. They'd go into university, they would look for someone on YouTube to either get some relevancy or to find tips or all that good stuff. And so I thought, right, there could be a bit of a niche here to kind of plug into the market, into the YouTube market and kind of show the lifestyle of an architecture student. And that's lead me to now. So three years later on from starting doing those videos, um, I've been doing YouTube now for five years and I'm full throttle in the, in the architecture student vlogging space, I guess you could call it, um, filming all things architecture. I love it. Well, I'll give you a clap here. So, I don't know if you can hear my soundboard. Should, but I'll give you a clap. Now, I had a brainwave while we're talking because a lot of what you do is quite visual. So what I'm going to do is yep. I'm going to bring up your YouTube channel here as well. And we can maybe have a little look at all the stuff you're doing. Now, I yep. was quite impressed. I mean, this is a lot of views, right? So, And this probably ties yep. into what you're on about. And I'm sure there's a few fitness yep. ones down here. And I'll look at them after because I need to sort out the fitness, right? <laughs> so I will use your old videos. But let's talk about here because so let me put these on in the background now wow, so we can just get really a flavor good. i'll turn the sound we're really off. going back <laughs> yeah we're good of course we're going back right because this is your journey here okay now yeah. don't copyright strike me tom because this is promotion for you worry. mate and so for anyone who's watching this and goes what are you want about so if you're if you're a big youtube um creator and if suddenly i decided to download all the tom's videos and upload them he can a copyright strike me. So promise you won't do that, Tom. Well, we look at yep. your awesome videos, but this is pro this is one of your biggest videos, right? And this is during yep. that era you're on about as an architecture student. Now, I think it's yep. important to mention that you're pretty much on the on the latter part of your part two. So you're quite yep. far along your journey now. So you're not a flunky, yep. Tom, in, in part two, and you've done good grades. And I'll say that I've seen your portfolio; it's good. So I'll give you another round of applause in that. But this is the start, right? We got the Weetabix here, we got the cereal, <laughs> and this is a day in the life of a, an architectural um, student having a bit of what, yackle in the morning or whatever, right? So tell us, why, why did you start doing this then? Where did the idea come from? Well, like I said, I was getting to a point where the architecture was completely taken over my life and I wanted to do... Because at the time when I started YouTube, it was all about finding the viral videos. What is going to be a video that someone else hasn't done? Yep. What's going to get clicks? And so I thought, well, obviously I study architecture and it kind of just made sense for me just to film a day of me doing architecture. Um, mm -hmm. And I knew at the time there wasn't that much out there, like I mentioned. And, and so I thought, let's just give it a go and see what happens. 
So I made this video. This was simply me just, just getting up in the morning, like you've <laughs> seen, having my coffee, having my Weetabix, Kellogg's, yeah. all that, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, just filming pretty much my day as a, this was first year um, architect student. You could tell you I don't see, actually look that so different. This is, I don't the, think. this is the this is the beginning. Yeah, you, you just you're just like yeah. I can see you. You're all blossomed, happy in life and stuff. We got a few more years of architecture. Bash that down a bit. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way, everyone. We love uh, architecture, but you know it's so. This is the most yeah. replayed bit, and we can see now you going into the studio. So this is. This what what uni did you go to, Tom? This was the Birmingham uh, Birmingham School of Architecture, so BCU. Nice, I like um, it. So, yeah. so here you are with your mates all in studio. <laughs> I can tell you're in studio because it's like we're all wearing our PJs, we're all stressing out about the deadlines, <laughs> right? Getting ready for for, yeah. for uni. He's having a giggle at least, right? So you know we're yeah. having a bit of banter, but. I can see the appeal on this as well. Was this one of the first videos that started popping then, Tom, and you started noticing that people were interested in seeing uh, the day in the life of an architecture student? Yeah, 100%. This was the first video that really went off. And this was the first architecture video that I'd ever done. The first time I'd even mentioned architecture or shown any work or anything. Um, And I remember filming this back in, I think it was November um, and I remember uploading it and two weeks later, it was already on 30,000 and 30,000 wow. views. And I was like, wow, this is right. Okay. But the, the annoying thing about it at the time, I didn't really capitalize on it because I was so fixed in this state of, I want to be a bodybuilding, uh, YouTuber, oh, fitness YouTuber. And so for, so for about a good, maybe nine months after this video, it, it still continued to be fitness well, maybe even a year after this, it was still fitness, it was still bodybuilding, I was still pushing it. However, I knew that the architecture videos were doing well, so occasionally I'd plug in an architecture video. So some of the other videos that I've done well have been like portfolio reviews or do's and don'ts as a first-year architecture student. And they were all videos that I plugged in along my journey of doing these fitness um, YouTube videos. But obviously, at the time, people didn't really know what they were coming to my channel for. Were they coming for architecture videos? Were they coming for fitness videos? And it was kind of getting a bit confusing in that sense. And so I had to make a decision as to which direction it was going to go in, which one was I going to commit to, and whether I was actually going to kind of put all my time and effort into that. Yeah, fair play. I mean, (laughs) I think... I yeah, was Josh. Is there? there you go. I I've, I know one or two of your uni mates. You've had one on your podcast before, and he's got this big yeah. grin like a Cheshire cat, and he seems like a cool <laughs> dude. But let me just yeah, go through cool it guy. here. I'll, I'll put the link up as well. However, Thomas Roundtree, if you look on YouTube, you will find all the stuff you've done. So I'm going to bring it back now. Yeah. So you see, look, I have been watching a few. Look, you know, I've, I'll be honest. Sometimes I've dropped off near the end, but as as, yeah. Well, I'm a more of an amateur YouTuber than you. You're more up there, right? But that does happen, doesn't it, on the graph, right? Yeah. But you can see, because yeah. I'm in my account here, the raw ones of ones I've watched, ones I've not. I think I couldn't even look up my one that we did because it's, you know, you're hearing your voice and stuff. But you can see I've done here, I've ordered it by what's most popular. Now, more interestingly, and this is what I wanted to talk about as well. So I watched you graduate, and that's the point. There we go. Well done, graduating. Yeah. Thank but you. over over the years, so now you're saying, so you've reached that point and you're thinking, do you know what I want to do? I want to continue in the architecture channel as well. 
and I want to do all this stuff. So we'll bring up you graduating because that's kind of a big day and a big moment and stuff. So it it, it goes along your career, right? Do you find yep. that um, as well? Did it ramp up during your part two? Like, so you've just done a, a University of Westminster. I know where you were staying because you were in that area and I went to University of Westminster as well, which is really cool. But part two is more intense, right? How was it, Tom, yeah, doing sure. that and the content? Well, it's interesting because there's a bit of a mix Percy, from my point of view, although part two is more intense and the quality of the work is obviously a lot higher, you've you've also got a little bit more spare time to kind of obviously go off and do your work, do your research. So for mm. me, a big thing, like I've mentioned a lot in videos is about getting into a routine and that routine helps me to do my videos. And essentially the good thing about me filming, me studying and me doing my work is that essentially all I have to do is me doing the work and then just set up a camera of me filming doing my work. So essentially it doesn't actually take that much longer to film a video because all I'm doing is filming what I'm doing. Um, So, so a lot of the time people will say, how have you got the time to do it? Or does it not take up so much, so much of your time? But in reality, it actually doesn't take up that much time because I'm filming what I'm doing anyway. The, the stuff yeah. that takes up a lot of time is obviously planning the videos and then editing the videos, doing the thumbnails, marketing it, getting it up all on the socials. Um, that kind of stuff obviously takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but filming the videos themselves is actually not very time consuming. Now, fair enough. I am. Um... I think I've got one or two questions here. Just a quick reminder, because it is a live stream. As long as you don't ask any naughty questions or inappropriate questions, or questions which will get me banned from LinkedIn, you can actually ask Tom a question while he's here on him, his lunch break. That's right, Chris and Ben, I promise it's on the lunch break. Tom, <laughs> if you get in trouble, just blame me, because yeah. it, it was I my idea. Be, I will be, Steve. Yeah, you, you should you. You, sh- you should do. Gregory quickly says from Breakfast of Graduation, a great story. Why not, right? I think it's yeah. I think it's awesome. Now I've got a question here. We're gonna talk about reels in a bit, but you you talked yeah. about as well kind of honing in on the algorithm because it is addictive. And I've done a bit the same time where I see certain videos pop certain videos don't like long yep. formats even though this long format i do it because i enjoy but actually the videos that i do 10 minutes which are hey top 10 tips on architecture cv that tends to go more viral right or i tend yep. to notice that videos with architectural drawings or now we're talking about mid-journey ai anything visual as well tends to pop so do you find like stuff like this in the studio drawings to what do people really want to see in your opinion tom as a content creator is it the real stuff or is it like a bloke like me middle-aged talking about a cv <laughs> well obviously i think it's it's there's two they're very obviously different ends of the spectrum in terms of yeah. the content you're creating people will come to you for obviously more i guess advice and yeah. someone who's got the experience and they want to know where to position themselves in terms of getting into practice etc but my, mm-hmm. my goal with my channel is to show the lifestyle of a practicing architect so it's purely mm-hmm. the lifestyle, the, the behind the scenes work that goes into producing the portfolio, et cetera. And for me, it's all about relatability, showing students that they're not alone in this process. And also that if they can relate to someone like myself, who's showing my journey on, on the platforms, then they'll obviously relate to that and they'll want to engage with that content. So that is the, the kind of sole purpose of my channel is to be as relatable as possible and also to help people along the way, because people obviously always want help. They always want advice. 
um, but also a bit of inspiration as well. So even me showing these models here, it's obviously useful for someone to see that because that might inspire them to do something in their in their project or their portfolio, or it might encourage them to start using Rhino or start modeling in some kind of software. Um, so I guess I'm trying to tap into all different kinds of things, but keeping it very niche at the same time in the fact that it's about vlogging, it's about the behind the scenes work. Um, and that's what's important for the for the channel. Very, very cool. I, I, I agree with that. I do think that uh, while people like the idea of doing a channel, the reality is, my opinion is, it's a lot of hard work, right? And if you yeah. don't enjoy it, that's the number one stumbling yeah. block. And secondly, what I've noticed as well is, while it's cool, you know, you, you see a video go up and it's nice seeing subscribers yeah. in. And I get one or two trickle in, you know, not the big yeah. numbers, mate, but, you know, it no, is you cool. Get, you get, you're getting some numbers in, don't worry. I get in a few numbers in. So, for instance, with me, like Metaverse will pop or all this stuff. And, and yeah. you, you, you kind of, you see, you follow the trends. But it's hard work. And that's what I'm getting yeah. at. And so, because uh, yeah. where I'm interested in, so I do this live stream, right? And so basically now I love a live stream because... It's engaging with the audience, but importantly for me, um, we're here, we make the content, we spend our hour, it goes live, right? Okay. Yeah. What you're doing though, which I find harder and I admire, is you are saying that on one hand, you, you put the camera there and you record the video and you're yeah. in the studio and that's great. But you've got to get all this um, content and then you've got to compile a video. You've got to keep it a right length. You've got to keep it engaging enough that yeah. people go in. So it's an art form. But yeah. uh, where I'm getting with this is that have you sometimes found that you're going halfway through the process and the video's not going the way you like? Um, yeah. And how do you deal with that then? Do you kind of still think, oh, I'll get it out? Or do you kind of go backwards and re-engineer it what's that whole process like of doing a manual video compared to a live stream yeah well personally for me a lot of my content is about the quality the quality of the filming the editing i like the kind of aesthetic of my videos um, and you'll notice my instagram page it's become kind of very aesthetic and these nice photos or reels about certain yeah. things and a lot of the time if the, the quality isn't quite there then i'm at this bit of a crossroad where I'm like, do I completely ditch this video? Or obviously, like you say, do I continue and just go for it? I'd say 70% of the time I'll just ditch the video. Right. However, because because I just I just don't think there's any point in putting content out there that I'm not very happy with. But although yeah. this there's a very fine line between the two, you need to be consistent, like we'll go probably discuss that. But also at the same time, you don't want to be just putting stuff out there for the sake of just having a video that week. Um, so that is one thing I've tried to step back from before I would put a video out every week without fail, no matter the quality, I do my best to put it in, in the best shape and then upload it. Um, but now it's about, if I have a video ready, it's ready. If it's not ready, it's not ready. I'm not, not going to upload it. Uh, there mm. will be videos where I, where I'm not so happy about, and I still will upload them. Um, yeah. depending on the schedule of videos to come or, the kind of relevancy of the time. Um, but most of the time I'm fairly happy with my videos because I spend probably a good half an hour to an hour planning out every video that I do. Um, so I, I plan out a full structure of a video. I'll write my target length that I'm looking for. So if it's six to eight minutes, for example, and then I'll break down that six to eight minutes with what I want to happen in that video. So it has some kind of structure. It has some kind of narrative to it 
rather than me just going out there and just filming bits and bobs. And for me, that way, once I've got the structure, I know that if I get the clips, then it's going to work because I can then just put it together um, and do some voiceovers, talking and kind of jump in in some bits, maybe refilm certain elements. Um, and then it all kind of comes together in one piece. Um, but I tend, I tend to just try and get the quality over the, uh, the quantity because I just like my videos. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I like them being perfect and looking really nice and sleek. And if it's not quite up there, then I will be a bit hesitant to upload. Fair enough. And good for you, I think. And it definitely makes sense. Now, I think that suits your personality as well. I know you're a good designer and that works. And so for a lot of you out there, and I've seen other really good YouTube channels popping up in architecture. There's one or two in the States. And I followed the B1M, which is more construction. I met the guy years ago and he does all these cool polish stuff. Now, the problem I have, Tom, and this is a confession right now, the problem I have <laughs> is that I'm terrible on planning things. That's not good. That's confession number two. Confession number two, whether it's an excuse or not, you can be the judge, the adjudicator. However, I get busy with my work, so I don't plan stuff. I don't upload yeah. regularly, Tom. And what I find is that the downside of that is then I get like, my podcast is growing, right? And then it'll go quiet because yeah. I haven't uploaded stuff. And yeah. I think that while the, while the audience, um, sure, they recognize you and they'll follow you to an extent, the way the YouTube is, the way the algorithms are, the reality is if you're not pumping out content, do you get forgotten, Tom, in your opinion? Yeah. Um, I think you do. You don't get forgotten <laughs> no! as such. No! I hang on, I'm, hang on, let me... You don't get forgotten, mm. but there's obviously, there's obviously some, some merit to the algorithms and that if you're being consistent, then you're going to be consistently putting yourself at the top of the pile on people's feeds because yeah. obviously if you keep uploading, that is... I think that's fundamental, but that, that the same thing follows for everything in life. If you're consistent with something, you're going to be consistently improving or consistently getting people involved or communicating with people, et cetera. So yeah. I think that's obviously a fundamental thing in anything that you do in life. Um, but when it comes to Instagram and YouTube, there is a bit of that because people will end up think they'll, because if they see a video every week, they'll be constantly reminded of your content. If yeah. they don't see a video for a month, they'll, they'll probably not be so interested because they haven't been. It's obviously dopamine, and it's that that reminding of of that you're you're there and you're you're producing the content. So no, you won't get forgotten, Stephen. Don't worry, but I won't. <laughs> I won't get forgotten. I, I, it's 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 a common thing to worry about because people are always concerned mm. about being relevant or keeping on top of the algorithm, and I think. If, if you really just want to produce the content for uh, the quality and, and for you actually wanting to produce the content, then it shouldn't really matter too much. But if you're producing a business and you're tr obviously trying to sell products and yeah. you're trying to obviously grow your audience, then obviously then you can be a little bit more concerned because you're running it as if it's a business. But the only problem with running Instagram and, and YouTube as a business is that it's in inconsistent. You, you, you don't know what day is going to be a good day, what day is going to be a bad day. Whereas yeah. typically in bit in business, you can kind of forecast a trend or uh, revenue or whatever, so you know kind of what direction you're going in. Obviously, YouTube isn't so so secure, so it's not so mm. easy. 
Very interesting. And and so for anyone out there that was thinking, well, I don't want to do a YouTube channel or maybe I don't want to do Instagram, just to bring it back, these principles we're talking about, I believe they apply to everything. And so while I think you're doing an amazing job at YouTube, the one that I got a bit more traction with and I still love to this day, which arguably kind of seems a bit more pedestrian, a bit more vanilla, a bit more boring, right, is LinkedIn. Now, I think LinkedIn is an underdog. And my logic for that, right, is LinkedIn is with the platform where everyone goes on at work, everyone procrastinates at work. You can have LinkedIn on and you're not seen as unprofessional. Whereas if you're on TikTok, you're just like, the boss is like, what are you doing, right? Now, that's a far example. But what I mean is, that's why I like doing live, live streams on LinkedIn. And I agree with you, Tom. Where I am much more disciplined, though, is that I always believe in getting out LinkedIn posts once or twice a week. And the my top tip, which I will share. So actually, um, I've not just exploited all your top tips. I'll give one. I'll give one away. It's polls. <laughs> polls on LinkedIn are yeah. phenomenal, right? So I always look at what's a current topic to architectural professionals, which is slightly close to home, a little bit much. You know, so it's like, can you afford the energy, your energy bills on your current salary at the moment? Yes or no? Yes. Now that is punchy and it will go to like 50,000 people or 40,000 people. And so polls are amazing. And then if you're smart, and I'm not always smart, I forget sometimes, but then I would put a link to what? A bit of content than what I, I, I do. And so today I might put a, like um, a poll after this going like, have you ever thought about doing a YouTube channel? Is it a waste of time? What's your opinion? And people go, you know, you go ABC and then I'll go, yeah. well, if you did say yes, have a look at this video yeah. I had done with Tom Roundtree, who's actually yeah. done a YouTube channel. He's well on his way to keep building it up. So that's my top tip as well. I mean, yeah. let's talk about platforms a bit. So we'll just geek out for two yep. or three minutes because it can be boring to some, but others I think is interesting. So I'm not a fan, uh, and I say this, but please, I'm not watching Mark, you're not watching Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not a fan of Facebook. I'm not a fan of Instagram. Yep. And and uh, I know you can get successful with it, but I think they're the most fickle of all the platforms. And so my basis for this, nice. right, is that images, mate, I, I know my, my Instagram's a train wreck on social. I know it is, right? It's embarrassing. I joke about with my family how embarrassing <laughs> it is, right? I embrace how embarrassing it is. I get six <laughs> likes and I deserve it. You know why? Because the content is naff. And LinkedIn, in my opinion, has moved all to real. So I'm going to pause your beautiful video, which I've been enjoying for a second, and I'm yep. going to bring up your um, your Instagram. Um, whoop, I'm actually bringing up the here. Let me bring it up. There's the wrong. It's the wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go in here then. It's going to be Inception, <laughs> isn't it? So here we're going to get your reels. See, this is live. Yep. I like that. It's a little bit unpolished. So what's your opinion on the platforms? First of all, Tom, and then we'll talk yeah. about reels if that's cool. Yeah. So, just to continue what you were talking about, LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn is great for a professional space. So, if you're someone like you, obviously, a lot of students when they graduate or a lot of the time when you're looking for a job, people will move to LinkedIn and seek out any positions that are available or look for people like yourself who are advertising recruitment positions. Oh, sorry. Positions yeah, yeah, in the jobs. field. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but I, I, I find LinkedIn difficult as someone like myself because every time I go on the page, it's just people saying, I've just done this. I've just won this award. I've just got this degree. Mm. I'm looking for this job. 
and it's not very it's not very like well documented as to realistically what people are up to it's all about just i've won this award i mean i'm i'm guilty for that i've posted on linkedin myself we, we all that. have i mean we all have um and i i just feel like right now currently it's not being utilized in a way that it could do i think mm-hmm. it could become the next instagram feed but in a professional way so kind of like what i've been doing here about posting my work and, and that kind of stuff i could easily post this on on linkedin and and start that doing that myself but for some reason i'm hesitant with linkedin because of this because of it being it. a professional space yeah um, and you and you told the line quite well i think where you're you're you're, I know what you mean, because your YouTube is not unprofessional, but maybe it's a bit more yeah. informal, right? Whereas yeah, I get exactly. it, LinkedIn can lend itself to being formal. That's my sneaky thing, though. After the years of getting bored, Tom, of like the yeah. content on LinkedIn, I try to push it a bit, you know? Yeah. But it's a bit PG-13 pushing it. I'll talk about yeah. a pret sandwich. I'll talk about this. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try to get people yeah. to laugh. But you're yeah. right. You can't go the full way yeah. of YouTube, right? You can't go the full way. Yeah. And and it's not geared up towards stuff like real. So you've been killing it on Instagram. I've got like 3,000 followers. And again, when I say this, well-deserved. I need to learn. I need to advance. I need to take these techniques, right? Now, you've raced ahead. And when we met up and we had a few beers, as tipsy as I was, and that's on me, sorry, it was a staff party. Okay? <laughs> I remember you saying one thing and it floored me, where you're like, you made a reel. It's got like over a million. At the time, I think it was a million views, which is an obscene yep. number, right? That's a Crazy. stupidly big number, right? And kudos on you for getting it. And I'll put it in the background here as well. I'll actually put this down for a second. So this reel, oh. This is why I'm bad on LinkedIn. This reel has got a million views. Amazing, right? So yeah. how long, can, we were talking about these YouTube videos earlier. How long yeah. does it take to do a reel? Is it deceptive that it's actually a lot of work for a few seconds? Or are they, in your experience, quicker to do with the same footage? Or what's it like, Tom, doing the reels? So it's a similar process that I take in doing the YouTube videos, I'll take a concept or an idea, I'll plan it out roughly. Um, And then the good thing about me doing my reels is that I already have the content filmed for my YouTube channel. Yeah. So, so essentially what I, my kind of process is that I will film a YouTube video and then I'll somehow make a reel out of that content that I've used for that video. Um, And maybe I'll mash together some, some clips from maybe a year ago or a few months ago from a different video to try and create some kind of story within the reel. But the mm-hmm. important thing is to, is to show some kind of concept or story or narrative within the reel because that's really important. Um, and then when once I've got the narrative and I've got that set and I've decided on what I'm going to do, then I'll simply just take the footage, cut it down into 10, 15 seconds worth, which usually takes me maybe... 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but the, the key thing with a reel is finding the sound. So what I do, which probably oh, really? takes the longest, what takes the longest time is I'll get up my, my kind of for you page, I guess, for uh, Instagram. And I'll just scroll and scroll and scroll until I find a song that I think would fit the concept. And that also is semi-viral at the time or for mm-hmm. semi-trending. So I'll scroll through, I'll find a song, 
and then I'll click on the song and I'll see how many reels were made from that song. Yeah. And therefore, well, you, therefore, it, therefore, this one's got yeah, a bit you, like that, isn't it, Tom? Where I know I'm yeah. not playing the sound now, just to jump in there. Not sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but um, this yeah. one's like give. It looks like an epileptic fit here without like the <laughs> um, without the sound, but it's a song, isn't it? Where it goes. Yeah. And so yeah, exactly. that was a trend, and and you jumped on that bandwagon for that one. Yeah. Done it tastefully, but you get yeah. the likes from it, right? Because that sounds trending. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So the idea is that you're basically trying to elevate the post through the sound, and then once you get some traction from the sound itself, then you're getting more obviously more views, and then the, and then it kind of builds momentum. The more views it's getting, and then it's like a cascading effect. It's like a snowball effect. And it just grows and grows and grows really quickly. Um, but I, I, like you say, I would typically find a similar type of trend and I'll kind of adjust it slightly for the content that I'm producing. But as you can tell, a lot of my reels are very kind of fast paced, quick editing, um, cutting through some clips that I've taken over the, the last video or something like that. Um, and like, like I've said before, it's very, for me, it's about the aesthetic. I try, I like these aesthetic shots. Instagram, I think right now currently is all about the aesthetic. TikTok is more about the, the trends and the, that kind of stuff. Whereas I think Instagram is more aesthetics, more photo cinematic based, um, which I actually really like. Although you, mm. you're not a fan of the page, I really enjoy it on that sense because I really, one of the things I love about doing YouTube is the filming and editing of the shots and that kind of yeah. stuff. And I like putting together some kind of story with some music. Um, so it actually kind of fits really well with my content in doing the reels. Mm, don't worry. I think if a therapist was here, they would say, Steve, you're being a bit defensive about Instagram, probably because you're not doing a good job on it. And and um, maybe that's a bit true. I, I've got my eyes on it. So I've got to get over my thing, Tom. I've got to get over it. Yeah. And I'm going to do some real. So I was going to start with, and this is going to be another confession yeah. here, and you're going to kind of roll your eyes on me slightly. I know you, you, you're being sweet and all, but like you're talking about your editing and all that stuff. I'm just going to chop and change a few like sound bites from all the things that I've done yeah. on the on the podcast because that's a quick win, right? It's a bit cheap. Yeah. It's a bit dirty, but I figure yeah. why not try it? But learning the yeah. algorithm, having a bit of fun with it. So that's going to yeah. be my starting point. And then I was going to do like the um, meaningful reels where in, I don't know, in 30 seconds, I say maybe do or don't on um yeah. cvs or something like that right or portfolios yeah. and have one, a bit one, of fun yeah one thing i would say is try and find a niche or something that someone isn't doing because the, the the sad thing about tiktok is that people are constantly just copying each other they see right. a trend they do the same trend with the same song and it's the same thing over and over again, or someone's just trying to slightly adjust the trend and it ends up just being obviously very repetitive and everyone's doing the same thing. And you, it just becomes very saturated and you kind of get lost in everything that's going on. Whereas I feel like with Instagram, it's about finding a niche, what maybe someone isn't quite doing the same. Maybe you're doing something similar to what someone else is providing, but you're editing it in a slightly different way or you're given a slightly different bit of information um, so for me, mine was all about showing these kind of vlogs of an architecture student because I see a lot on Instagram of people making models or doing drawings or producing work, but not necessarily mm. them behind the camera actually making it. 
And so that was the kind of the push for my Instagram page. Mm, I like it. And I, I do think as well, because I've been to the University of Westminster, I do actually think a lot of your reels are actually what it's like being there. You know, I mean, the only thing, only difference I would say is that I kind of like the studios, but I don't know if you know the yeah. same. It's their absolute nightmare acoustically. You can't hear, you can't hear yeah. Jack Squidley squat in there, right? So I always used to, I used to get to get out my binocular because I think I'm that deaf. That's why I'm loud anyways. And I'd be listening to the two and I'm like, in that reverberation, I digress. Yeah. The rest of it, though, is actually accurate. You can watch your reels, you can watch your videos, and that's what it's like to go to the University of Westminster, because I went there as a part one. Um, yeah. What I was going to say, actually, so we talked about that. So, okay, let's have a bit of fun for a second. I'll tell you a trend that I think is happening, and you tell me that's a true. trend, and then we will look back in three months and say if we were full of rubbish, right? Uh, let me get out my... I gotta get a sound here as well. Which one have I? So I've got prankster. We'll do that, right? So let's see if we if we're rubbish. Or we so if we get a trend right or wrong, okay? So I'll <laughs> say a trend first, and then you can tell me if you think I'm rubbish, if you think maybe it's gonna happen or not. Okay. Okay. So I think Clubhouse is dead. Number one. <laughs> Okay. okay, so uh, I'm not even playing my own game. So trend, 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 <laughs> trend, 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 trend. Okay, I think that, um, what do I see trending? So I said polls, damn, I said polls before. Okay, LinkedIn one, because I'm the boring guy here, okay? If yep. you're not doing it already, you need to get on board newsletters. Okay, that's number one. And I think, and did you know the other top tip? I think more people are going to be live streaming on LinkedIn. So did you know before you had to apply to do this and you had to act all credible and all this stuff and somehow I snuck in. But if you've got, I think it's 100 or 300 connections, you can live stream on LinkedIn. So I predict, Tom, I got there in the end, I thought, thought on my feet that we will see more people on LinkedIn live streaming. And I predict that as well, the newsletter, which seems so boring, I know, and I, I just hate writing sometimes, but I force myself to do it because it gets a lot of traction. So that's what I see happening more. That's my live stream. Yeah. Do you believe yep. me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I know, but you're, you're talking about LinkedIn, mate. I don't care yeah. about it on YouTube. All right, so maybe just trust me and see what happens. I'll tell yeah, you. I trust you. I trust trust you. me, we'll see. We'll look back in three, three, weeks, three months' time. Tom, what's yeah. your trend that you think is going to be happening? Well, I, I this might be just a fairly simple one, but I actually think that over the next few years, there's going to be more and more people filming their architecture journey and the mm. behind the scenes work. I've noticed recently on TikTok and Instagram, there's a couple people um, in America who have started doing time lapses of them making models and doing drawings. And they've absolutely blown up on TikTok. And I've seen them, some of them come over to Instagram. So a lot of it at the moment is currently in, in located in America. But I think over the next few years, we're going to see a whole wave of architecture students filming what they're doing um, behind the scenes stuff, which I think obviously being in the space, it would be great to see people showing their work and showing the behind the scenes stuff. Um, and I think it's a good move for people to do it. It's strange so that's, though, that's isn't my it? Trend. 
Yeah, fair dues. And sorry, if for anyone in the audience, bless Tom, he's got like a second delay. So if I'm over, you know, I'm kind of cutting in and he's dealing with me. So sorry there, Tom. What I was going to say That's is, right. you're right. But what is it about like, um, it's, I feel like there's almost sometimes a resistance for people to show this stuff on, on, on social media because they yeah. might worry that it's unprofessional and that could be a quandary in the future, right? Especially if you're an yeah. employee of a practice because I know Archie Marathon, which I think is in Australia, they've got a cool Discord I was in there and they're two practice runners. They run their own studio, right? So they produce a lot of TikToks, a lot of YouTube videos and it's fine because it's their business. But yeah. I, I, I think that in architecture sometimes there's, re there's resistance to show that work or it might be seen as unprofessional yeah. or people worry about sharing information or people worry about competitive advantages yeah. and stuff. Do you, I think that needs to change and I think we yeah. need to embrace this stuff, but do you feel that resistance then, Tom? Yes, because I think the architecture space is seen to be this professional corporate mm. space. Um, because when you're at university, like we all, we all know, university academic life is completely different to practice life. And it's obviously that in, in at university, it's very creative. There's a lot of camaraderie. There's a lot of banter. There's a lot of engagement with students, with tutors. And then I feel like yeah. when you go into practice life, people view it as this quite intense, pressured environment where you have to act all kind of professional, smart, get yourself dressed up smart and, and re, be really kind of, um, I guess on your best behavior, but this, uh, but at the same time, there's, there's people in practice that are obviously still creative and they want to, they, they want to have a laugh. They want to have fun. And I feel like mm. the architecture space at the moment is taken quite seriously in terms of this professional manner. And I feel like people just need to kind of relax and just make that step, make that plunge and just show their creative side of things and, and show them as as themselves as their own personality in the space rather than trying to put on this kind of professional and smart and kind of sophisticated manner obviously those things are important professionalism is very important but i do think it's at the moment it's a bit of a space where it's quite um kind of serious but people need to just have a bit more fun with it and and, and get kind of loose yeah fair enough we've got a few things that have popped in while you're talking there tom where Jason yeah. Boyle and uh, Jay's, me and Jason kind of freestyle on LinkedIn. We've done a lot of stuff together. So LinkedIn is powerful, yeah. especially later on in your career. So that's an interesting observation. Yeah. Now, Jason, the jury's out on this one. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure, so right, if it works. So time lapses are huge on YouTube right now. Maybe, Tom, you can comment on that. Do you see more time lapses or should Jason stick with LinkedIn? <laughs> I've I've seen it a lot on like I mentioned with TikTok, Instagram, oh, you go. and maybe and maybe YouTube Shorts. Um, I've like like I mentioned, there's these people in America who are filming, are doing a time lapse of making a model or a drawing, and they're absolutely blowing up. But these people are also extremely talented in the drawing. They're, they're time lapse in an unbelievable drawing that they've done. So the the other thing is I don't have that talent to be able to do those drawings or models in that short space of time to be able to time-lapse it um but if you do have that talent then go for it and i think there, there will be people doing more and more of that fair enough i think that's good advice so i'm going to clap that now tom before before i get you in trouble at epr and all this stuff right okay yep. so i will i will be emailing them out later i don't want to take you too long we've got we've got one or two more minutes right and what i normally yeah. like to do 
hopefully I'm seeing this yet because a few guests are starting to rumble me on this is that I like to say, is there any questions you ask me? Because I've kind of thrown a few um, social media questions with a hidden agenda of learning myself. And I think I picked up a few texts. Basically, I need to start doing my reels and just get on with it and on all that jazz. But Tom, do you have any questions for me? Maybe it's about the the architecture industry, the architecture recruitment industry. It could be about the architecture social or about me and my crazy lights, which are costing like yeah. 500 pounds a month <laughs> to run. No, I'm impressed with the setup. Definitely. Um, I do have a question. So obviously you were initially in the architecture space. You were, I believe you were a part two, weren't you, for a, a long period of time. And now yeah. that you're kind of out of the space looking in on the profession, what do you think is the current state of the profession? Um, and where do you think the profession needs to improve on currently in the, um, I guess, in, in, the, in the recruitment space? Mm-hmm. Okay, so number one, I mean, the, the thing that comes to my mind at the moment, especially I think is the energy crisis. And I think that um, what's scary is that some of the part one and part two salaries I'm hearing, I was hearing nine years ago. Now we're looking at inflation. I'm at an, an energy renewal quote from Octopus, right? And it was like 300%. The point I'm trying to get yeah. at is I don't know if architectural salaries are rising. I'll do it this way rising in, in line with inflation. And I think that's going to put stress on the reason of why have you got into architecture? Now, I think that architecture is an amazing profession. You can build schools, you can build hospitals. This is stuff that you can do, which you can't get yeah. in any other industry. And so I still think it's a great profession. The problem is, though, is that there's constraints on it. It's not the highest paid job maybe if you start getting a side hustle and maybe that's why you should start doing a youtube then you can start doing all these cool things on the side but point and quote of what we're talking about you asked me about the architecture profession i'm worried that these factors especially in the uk with the energy crisis are putting stress on this profession so i can see more and more people not doing it anymore um to, to pursue other things so i left architecture because while i love the sector and that's why i do now i do architectural recruitment i built the architecture social one of the reasons i did leave though is i was quite excited about the idea of going into another profession and like sales wolf of wall street and making a bunch of money right and people worry about saying that is crude and awful but that's really one of the things that excited me Okay, at the time. And uh, I predict more and more people will unfortunately leave that because you have to be passionate about architecture to continue in this industry at the moment, especially with all these external constraints, especially when you're worrying about... um, Oh, I was just distracted by one of the comments there of Russell swearing um, about what's up with a big-ass microphone. Russell, the bigger your microphone is, the more professional you are. <laughs> now, before this podcast, I was talking about you, Russell, on TikTok, and and um, Tom's going to check out your channel. You're going to learn a few tricks from the king of the reels, right, in my opinion. Anyways, yep. Russell, sorry, I'm going to say, so architecture, I think professionals are under more stress than ever. And that's where I worry about at the moment. Architectural recruitment is quite busy and there are other jobs there. There's, there's demand. I just worry in the next six months to a year how architectural professionals can cope with all the current constraints on. So that's my thoughts. Um, 
probably boring. Thank goodness no, Russell good. turned up talking about big microphones and not listening to the Welsh <laughs> man raving about energy costs and architecture. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts about it. Does that, okay. Is that useful, yeah, yeah. Tom? Yeah, it's good. I think currently there's a there's a way up in the architecture profession over risk and reward. Financially, I think it's difficult to study architecture. Obviously, because it's such a long course, people want to go into the space, but they don't necessarily want to commit to the entire thing because obviously of the financial constraints. Firstly, it doesn't, it's not a very high paid profession. Secondly, yeah. it costs a lot because you have to study a lot to get the um the great the the qualifications. And so I feel like currently there is a lot of people because it's been more aware, being made aware of in social media, on Instagram and stuff, people are obviously now more concerned than ever about going into the profession. And so something needs to change quickly. I don't know what it is. Um, mm. Maybe scrapping the part one, part two, part three might end up doing something. Um, yeah. That could Ballsy. be obviously a topic for another day. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, I would... I would hope that something changes in the next year or so where maybe people are more encouraged to study architecture and get into the architecture space because it is a good space to be in, but I understand that it's a difficult space to be in as well. And I mean, some people find themselves trapped in it because they need to pay bills, they need to pay rent, and they can't get themselves out of the loop. Um, but yeah, that's my thought on it. I think you're right. On the, um, I see more and more people doing careers lateral to architecture as well because the skills you learn are so yeah. good. I mean... There's, exactly. um, there's, a, there's a big YouTuber, even though you're big, Tom, you are, you know, and you're good. I'm not, I'm not right? big. You, well, listen, my mate, Will, Will McDaniel, check out his YouTube channel. He's got like a million subscribers, right? And he makes like go. architectural monster, uh, monsters, architectural monsters. Yeah. He makes monsters, but he learned how to do all this stuff when he yeah. studied architecture. So there's a lot yeah. of stuff you can do in the space. But yeah. all right, Tom, I'm going to keep you too much longer. Do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to say while I bring up all your links and all that jazz and where people can find you my final thoughts is that thanks for having me on I'm impressed with the setup it looks all very professional clean you're like a proper streamer I absolutely love it oh do you the, the first time I interviewed you I think we both just did it out of our kitchens <clears throat> and now look at you you're in the you're in the the whole studio with the <laughs> with the streaming setup so no it's oh, great oh mate well I, I well, appreciate you having me on well cheers to that so there's Tom's Instagram okay I've got to work out how to get all this stuff right and what I should do is plan before but anyways I haven't got the link for that but if you Google look at Thomas Roundtree's name there if you Google his name and type in YouTube you'll find his channel and you should subscribe I like it you saw that I've watched some of the episodes and I will watch a few more I will watch a few more because I like it and I especially like it because I've been to the University of Westminster as well so check out Tom's channel and thank you Tom for being here again I'm going to do one more clap and I promise I won't get you in trouble at EPM um, is <laughs> a great company I, and I enjoy working there as well helping out on recruitment at the moment Tom I'll let you go back to your day job as Clark Kent as an architect thank you for um, telling us all about your YouTube channel and you guys in the audience if you enjoyed this then I've got another special coming tonight where you can look at 
um, my awful Photoshop skills, where I have a um, I have a, a live stream coming up, which is called, and you'll appreciate this, Tom. It's called "I Am an Underpaid and Overworked Architect." Get me out of here. See, so see, <laughs> I'm a celebrity. You see what yeah, I was doing yeah. there? Uh, yeah, I yeah. So that's that's tonight. So I'm I'm on it today. I'm on it. I'm on it like a carbonate. Thank you so much, Tom, for being here. I'm going to end the live stream now. Stick around tonight at 7 p.m. Get a glass of wine and we'll get tipsy and talk about that. Thank you again, Tom. See you later. Thank I'm going to end the live stream here. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers.